Hello, this is Ando June in the Ando June Show. While I'm here. Hello there. This is my first full-length episode, and I'd like you to know that today I will be using English, not Filipino, not Korean, but English. And because this is my first full episode, I'd like more people to understand what I'm saying. You'll probably understand me better in English than in Filipino, Korean, or Pangasinan anyway. And today's episode is called Cuatro. That's Spanish for four. I know you know because we all know our uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Entiendes? Yeah. So well, the reason for the title being Cuatro is very simple. I will be sharing with you the story of how I got to learn foreign languages and how you probably can do that too. Or maybe you already know four even before I did, and that's awesome. To be honest, I have no idea which language I really learned first or which word I uttered first. Is it ma, pa, pika, or I don't know. And I guess my parents have already forgotten that as well. I'm 27, and that's too long ago for us to go try travel backwards to the past so that we could have a flashback. But I know I was born in Metro Manila, and for Filipinos, if you're born in Metro Manila, and if you grew up in Metro Manila, it's very likely that you will only speak two languages. That's Filipino. Some people still call it Tagalog, but I prefer Filipino and English. So Filipino and English. But hey, did you know that the Philippines has over 80 native languages? Well. These are languages and not dialects. I consulted my linguist friends and confirmed that these are indeed languages. So yeah, I-, I was born in Metro Manila, but then I was sent by my parents to the province of Pangasinan because they wanted me to be raised in the province by my grandparents, so that I would grow into a real fine gentleman. And yes, the people in Pangasinan are called Pangasinan. And the language native to the people in Pangasinan is also called Pangasinan. There are actually a lot of terms that people use without knowing that those words are actually wrong, and are insults. But yeah, province Pangasinan, people Pangasinan, language Pangasinan, or at least <laughs> that's what I was told by a history professor that I got to know, who also happened to be from Pangasinan. Wow. I think I said Pangasinan for about ten times in just a minute, and that's awesome. So yeah, being raised in Pangasinan, I would say Pangasinan was my first social language. I learned my yes and no, on andi in Pangasinan, and siren for is that so. Although it was my first language, it was a language that they didn't teach us back then at school. I only learned it at home. The syntax, conjugations, tenses, and all the technicalities of a language—all of those I learned at home without actually studying it. So, how about now I do an introduction in Pangasinan since I haven't really done that in the past three introductory episodes, right? Okay, so let me try. Hi, Shaxiando. Iyasun unahan ko na episode of the Andrew Jun Show while I'm here. Mipasalamat ako sa kayo namin, tanatanat didingilin nyo, iya ibabaga. And that translates to, Hi, I'm Ando, and this is my first full episode here on the Ando Jun Show while I'm here. 
and I'd like to thank all of you because here you are listening to me. So there you go, but I wouldn't say I'm very fluent in Pangasinan. Give me a book in Pangasinan and I'll probably get my nose bleeding in seconds. In fact, when I was in grade school, I saw my grandfather's thick book, which happened to be a Bible, and when I tried reading it, wow, I felt like I could only understand less than 10% of it. And that's not because of parables or any of the mysteries, but simply because even if I've been using Pangasinan back then, I wasn't fluent enough to read a Pangasinan translation of the Bible. And I guess that's that really hasn't improved until even until now. The reason being, um, well, at school the only language we used were English and Filipino. So yeah. So should we go now with English or Filipino? I mean, my story. That's already my Pangasinan story. Anyway, so I think let's go with English first, since it starts with an E. So, back in the old days, when I was not yet born, the Philippines was known to be very fluent in English. If there's anything we have to thank for that, well, we have the American occupancy. Political issues aside, it was good that we learned English. It's a competitive advantage in this global community, globalization, global citizenship, and yes, global warming. Yeah, let's protect our mother earth, okay? Yes, so we learned English at school, not at home, duh. My grandma knew her English very well, but I don't remember speaking to her in English. The only thing I remember she did was she wrote letters to some of our relatives abroad in English. And aside from her pretty handwriting, I guess she really did very well with her grammar. And she studied in a private school, so that could be why. Uh, by the way, in the province, we didn't really speak English outside the classrooms. That would have been weird. Although I'd excuse those who were born in really rich families and studied in private schools. I didn't, and, but those people, they probably spoke English everywhere. That doesn't matter anyway, since we were consuming almost the same content on the radio and even on national television. We watched Pokemon in English, there were also a lot of news channels in English, and there were children's shows in English, and most of the comic books I borrowed from my neighbors were also in English. I loved reading. I especially loved reading comic books that featured Disney characters. Then, when I ran out of comic books, I started reading literary books which were borrowed by my aunt from their school library. Some of those were boring, but the, I don't know, words and sentences, they still work their magic on me. As, so, as a young reader, I just kept reading. And I guess I never really grew tired of reading. I still read a lot these days. So English. I have a favorite English teacher. And I'm not sure if I'm also her favorite student, but I'm very sure about her being my favorite teacher. Uh, she taught me a lot about English, of course. <laughs> but she also helped me become a better writer, a better speaker, and a better person. 
I'll send her a link to this podcast later on so she could give me constructive feedback. <laughs> you know who you are, ma'am. Thanks a lot. And back in high school, we were also required to write at least one book report for each year, and that's separate from all the other required re- readings that we had. I remember reading、uh, Wrinkle in Time for the first time, and it was magical. Words are powerful and magical. And I think my love for theater also helped me become a better English speaker. I would read books and then I would do role plays. That includes required school activities, and there were times when I also did that on my own, alone at home. I would sound crazy, but that helped me become a better speaker. That helped me become better at the language. So, I guess sounding crazy for a little while, that's worth it. And I believe it must have been due to repetitive exposure to original content in English that I got to become more acquainted and comfortable with the English language. For listeners here who are studying English, I suggest that you keep consuming English content, but don't end there. It's very important to speak the language as often as possible. It was, although it was only in my university days that I got to speak in English more often, because I started having international friends, I participated in, in international events, I started to be active online, and the global language was English. So I had to write more in English, and I had to speak more in English. Yeah, so that helped me a lot, really. So yeah, that's my simplified English language learning journey. And now Filipino. For me, Filipino.、Uh, this is my favorite language. I speak it all the time. I'm comfortable using it, and I'm comfortable making mistakes using it.、Uh, my Filipino grammar might not be perfect, and I might. Often use English words in the middle of a Filipino sentence, but that's how the language has evolved now. I guess we just have to embrace it. Like English, Filipino is also a lang- learned language for me. I learned it at school, but we well we also use it at home. I was born in Metro Manila, I remember. That's usually the only local language that Manilenials know. And I'm lucky that I didn't grow up in Manila because of that. I had an actual language at my disposal. Haha. <laughs> and well, apart from schoolwork, I remember that the Filipino content I was consuming when I was a child would include TV series and anime series that were dubbed in Filipino.、Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Flame of Raka, Ghost Fighter. These were just a few of the anime series that I've seen when I was young, and these were all dubbed in Filipino. Well, we also had original Filipino TV series, and those were good too.、Um, back in the 90s, the only international TV series dubbed in Filipino that I got to watch were the series with Thalia in it. Do you know Thalia? No. Well, that's like maybe we have a time gap, generation gap. But yeah, I've seen Marimar, Rosalinda, Maria Mercedes. 
and those TV series, they all had the same Cinderella-style storyline, but I guess that plot never really grows old, no? And yes, those series were dubbed in Filipino too. I said I love theater, and it's usually only in theater productions that I really got to speak straight. Uh, to speak in straight, no English word Filipino. When I was in high school, we had this production called High School Fever. That's not H I G H High School, but that's H A Y S K U L Fever. High School Fever, and I loved speaking in full Filipino. So, would you mind a sample line from that theater production? Well, sure you wouldn't mind. So here it is. Ang masama ay ang akusasyon nila kay Minyo. Nababaliw daw. Kinuha-kuha nila sa bundok tapos pinaniwalang dito nito matututunan ang paghangos sa kahirapan ng kanilang tribo. Saka ngayon, basta nilang sisipain. Bobo, ang sabi nila. Binigyan ng isang pagkakataon. Pinagsalita ng pinagsalita. Para raw mahasa nang gayo mawala ang inferiority complex nito. Ayun, nang matutong pagsalita ang tao, nasyak silang marinig ang katotohanan. So yeah, those lines were actually taken from a short story written by June Cruz Reyes called Utos ng Hari. And if I were to translate that into English, I'd say The King's Command, although that's very literal. Uh, if you don't speak Filipino, that's okay. Look up the short story of June Cruz Reyes and you'll find those lines which I just uttered. Now we're good with my Filipino language story, I hope. And lastly, we'll have Korean. And this is going to be the longest part because my memories of learning this language is still very fresh. I first learned about the existence of Korea when I was in grade school. or was that in high school? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that was through the first wave of Korean drama that entered the Philippine entertainment industry. To name a few, I have seen two of the four Endless Love series, uh, Autumn in My Heart and then Winter Sonata, along with My Sassy Girl, Stairway to Heaven, and those were really popular. But back then, everything was dubbed in Filipino. It's, it's not like now where you listen to the Korean audio and then you have subtitles, but yeah. Back then, even the OSTs were in Filipino, and I'd say the lyricists for those songs were very creative. Because now that I know Korean, I check the Filipino and Korean lyrics of the OSTs, and they don't really match 100%, but the appeal is just about the same, so great work, you guys. But those dramas didn't make me study Korean. In 2009, uh, K-pop started to spring up like crazy in Metro Manila. The first hit song that I could remember was Nobody by Wonder Girls. Nobody, nobody but you, something like that. And I was in college back then and I was studying engineering. So even if I thought this Korean pop music is really entertaining, it still wasn't enough motivation for me to study Korean. And then I got introduced to a Korean life coach and his philosophy and ideas just appealed so powerfully to me. I also learned that he wrote poems, he has published some books, and he's also now creating music. Unfortunately, his works 
getting translated into English wasn't something that could happen so fast. And I didn't know how long that process would take, so I decided I like his ideas. And to me, learning Korean is like opening a gate that will give me access to his books and also to the Korean culture, which I also started gaining interest on. So on my third year in the university, I decided I would take a Korean language elective and I did that for a semester. There I learned how to read and write Hangul. And hey, if you're someone learning Korean as a beginner, Hangul is the writing system. It's not the Korean language. Korean language in Korean is Hangugo. Hangul, the writing system, Hangugo, that's the language. Okay? And in a semester, I also learned how to introduce myself, tell people of my age. That's very important to Koreans because of the sentence endings and fundamentally they make language adjustments depending on whether or not you are older than them. I also learned the most popular verbs to eat, to drink, to go to school, to work, to sleep, to wake up, and so on. But that was just it. I stopped studying Korean after that semester. My original reason being is that I met people who studied Korean in six months and they were already very fluent. I don't mean to say that learning Korean in the university is bad, it's just that it took so much time and given that I was studying engineering, well, chemical engineering, we didn't have everything laid down for us and it's among the toughest coursework. Chemical engineering, that's a really tough coursework that you'd like to combine with artistic or even linguistic pursuits, to be honest. So I decided I would pause from learning Korean. Uh, I only parked this task, I didn't totally abandon it. But I got back to it when I got the opportunity to study in South Korea for a few months. I stayed in Korea for about 7 months and for about 4 months, I was in Daegu doing laboratory research most of the time. But the university where I did lab research was about 2 hours by public transport from where I stayed. Uh, don't judge me for not being, I mean for not getting a place near the university. Because for now you should know that house rents they get cheaper the farther you are from your place of study or your place of work. So that's what I did. Besides, I got to know some Korean friends with whom I shared the room price. And so I commuted daily for a total of 4 hours almost every day. And well, that got shortened into 2 hours later on when I found out about the free school bus that takes the expressway. But yeah, those commute hours, those commute hours weren't put to waste. What did I do? Well, I didn't take any Korean language classes during these four months of doing laboratory research. And that's already a lot of time being spent inside the university grounds anyways. So what I did was, during my long commutes, I listened to podcasts and free lessons on MP3 from TTMIK, that's Talk To Me in Korean. That's a really great resource if you're just beginning to study Korean anyway. And I finished learning, I mean, I finished listening to everything they offered for free in a span of 4 months. Although this method was quite passive, 
and there were times when I'd fall asleep while listening because I was on a bus and there's a lot of people who sleep during their commutes. Well, I still listened, you know, and sometimes I repeated those I listened to and then f- fell asleep on. But for me, this method still really helped me train my ears so I improved my listening skills. And although still I was limited to the standard Korean accents and as long as people didn't speak too fast, somehow I could still understand them. But any deviation from the standard and from that speed that I know, I would be totally lost. So I stayed in Korea for seven months. I said that, right? And that was just four months. What happens during the remaining three months? Well, I moved to Dajan and I stayed in a very rural place for about two weeks. And there I got to mingle more with locals because I was mostly free during the day and I got to test the Korean which I learned by passively listening to podcasts and although our conversations weren't perfect I felt at ease because I was able to communicate without sounding like a perfect fool you might ask why didn't you just speak English well there actually weren't many people in Tajan who spoke English or even if they knew since they studied English at school most of them were still very shy using the language and would rather not to so that's when I got my first real immersion into a community where people didn't speak English and the only way I could communicate with them was through Korean then the rest of the time I spent in a Ohakdang or Hagwon, which is like a cram school for language learners. We used Sogang books and well, the class they were offering were a little advanced for me back then. So what we did was they gave me all the learning materials for the previous levels so that I could study those on my own while attending the advanced class that they were offering. So I went from 1B to 4B in a matter of two and a half months. And, well, that's crazy to be honest, but it was an awesome, fantastic experience. And there I had classmates who were American, Japanese, and Taiwanese. I also saw some European students, but they weren't in the same class as mine. So, yeah, but I remember what's funny was whenever we'd have lunch in local restaurants, the restaurant owners would always feel amused that we were all from different countries, having different races, and then we spoke to each other in Korean. Well, there were times also when the restaurant owners were just so fond of us that they would give us free dishes free ramen sari or free rice or free soda Uh, I I really remember those experiences and uh, I remember how I really love Korean food and those seven months in Korea well that made me gain a few kilograms oh well when I went back to the Philippines after that I took the topic Uh, topic is a test of proficiency in Korean so I took the test and passed level 3 level 6 is the highest by the way 
I took that test in October 2017. The last time I took the test was last year in October, and I was only two points lacking to pass level five, so that left me with a level four certification. Uh, these days, I'm still studying Korean, mostly self-study, and I've got plenty of books and resources now. And I aim to get to level six, so I could be officially allowed to teach Korean in a formal setup, and also to establish my, you know, proficiency in this language. Uh, do I want to be a language teacher? Well, I can teach, but do I wanna? Do I want that to be my lifetime profession? That I'm not sure. I like teaching and sharing, but if I do that for the rest of my life, mm, well, I, I haven't really thought about that. Besides, I have a full-time job where I get to use my Korean language skills and at the same time learn about the finance industry, and that's just really awesome. Let me say. So there you go. That's my Korean story. Uh, well, four language stories in an episode. While it doesn't seem so bad, but I think I'd rather I'd rather focus on a more specific topic next time because this is really getting my brain drained, you know. And if you have listened up to this point, uh, thank you very much. And because you listen up to this point, you already know me a little bit better than most of my acquaintances. It's like from the level of strangers, you've already jumped into being an acquaintance in just a few minutes. But I guess that's how it really works. We are only strangers until the moment we start speaking to each other. So yeah, and language learning is not something so hard. You just have to find the motivation that works for you. Find the right resources, create a personal study plan, or follow someone else's. Make the time for it and do the hard work. Remember that if you do a little more, there is a noticeable difference. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and you'll hear from me again soon. Only here on the Endo June Show. While I'm here, thank you very much.